What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to Creature Feature, a production of iHeartRadio. Creature Feature, it's Creature Kringle time. A holiday special about our furry friends. Today, we'll learn how Santa could evolve by stealing beastly DNA. Imagination Station, animals I view. Join us as we learn, explore, and learn. We shall make a Santa out of animals, festive biological mutant. Creature, feature, the holiday special. But we will not be singing the whole time, I promise. Stay here, please don't go away. Happy holidays, everyone. It's me, Katie Golden, your host of Mini Parasites. On this two-part holiday special, we'll be creating our own non-denominational holiday using evolutionary biology to make this magical time of year scientifically accurate. We'll make our own better Santa out of animal DNA, learning about these animals along the way. Happy Creature Kringle! Happy Creature Kringle! Happy Creature Kringle! Times! Joining me today to create a new holiday out of spare animal parts is comedian, co-host of the Bechdel cast, screenplay writer of Santa University, Jamie Loftus. Hello. Hello. Oh, I love the holiday credits. The holiday (laughs) credits are special. Yes, I I am a big fan of Santa University. Thank you so much. You should be in it this year. Mm. I'd you love to. I, I will write you a part today. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. (laughs) So, like I implied in that song that I practiced, um, we will be creating our own Santa. I want to make a non-denominational, scientifically accurate holiday called Creature Kringlemas, or sorry, no, Creature Kringle Times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to be, yeah, making a Santa okay. out of various animals. And 
So to do this, I have... Horrifying. Well, yes. But <laughs> I have broken down Santa into his, let's see, one, two, three, four, five basic components of okay. Santa-ness. Okay. And let me know if you agree with this. I was going to say, I'll have some strong opinions. Right. It's his longevity... First of all, because he's immortal, unless you're of the uh, unless you're of the Tim Allen, like he gets replaced by a new Santa, which I'm actually not a believer in in that. Interesting. Um, On Santa University, the Santa is killed every year. I see. But um, that's a brutalist. That's a pretty brutal landscape. I do like it, though. I do like it. It is. I mean, for violence sake, it's worth it. But but okay, so immortality. Tim Tim Allen is not involved. Tim Allen's not affiliated. Okay, good, no, good. there's no Republicans okay, good. involved. That's good. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. Um, he also has the ability to fly around the globe, which sure. I think is very important for a Santa. It's key. It's key. He has a very good memory and a naughty and nice list. So he is able to hold on to a grudge for quite some time. Yes. And he has a jolly belly and mm-hmm. a big booming laugh. Yes. And I think that is basically Santa. You mix those ingredients together, you've got yourself a Santa. Yeah, that and, um, you know, uh, b- bad labor practices. That is true. Are, well, actually, we don't know. I, You know, I got the feeling that Tim Allen's elves were, like, unionized, maybe. Oh, that's good. I would hope so. Elves shouldn't unionize. People should figure out if the David Crumholt elf uh, <laughs> was a part of a union. We don't know. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I I feel like once we're done with this Santa, it's going to be so scary. I don't know if it could employ any elves. I think it would. Everyone will be enslaved to this Santa. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Sounds jolly to me. Very jolly times. So... Let's talk about that immortality thing, because that's that's the key thing to Santa is either he must be replaced by a new Santa every year in sort of the the Santa death arena that it, of Santa University. Sure, sure. Or At the he, big game. Right. <laughs> or he must be immortal because you can't mm-hmm. have a Santa that just dies and isn't replaced by a new Santa. Like you can't have right. a Christmas year or sorry, a creature Kringle times year right. where you tell the children, no, no, uh, Santa's dead. He's not coming back. Right. No, that that would be... That'd I mean, a big, a good movie, but it'd be a bad thing for the economy, though. I mean, it would be disastrous yeah. for the economy. Yeah. People would lose no all presence faith in the Santa's, industry. Santa's dead. You no need presence. a figurehead, right? So, in fact, if you look into the animal kingdom, there are animals who, hypothetically speaking, are immortal. So, really, yeah. So let's look at the hydra, and. The hydra is a genus of tiny aquatic animals that are only a few millimeters long. They kind of, unfortunately, they look a little bit like a wiener with some tentacles on it. I will show you. Oh, oh my God. It looks exactly like that. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even having a dirty potty mouth. No. It looks exactly like a it's wiener the, with tentacles on it. That is not one of those like ink blots that you're just no. projecting on. No, That's it looks just photorealistically yes. what it looks like. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So as far as scientists can tell, they don't age. They are uh, biologically immortal, meaning that they're not actually, they're not magically immortal. If you squish one, it will die. Okay. You can destroy a hydra, but they do not grow old and die, and they only perish because of predation or other environmental factors. 
Okay. So if they're in ideal conditions, they'll never die. Exactly. Wow. So the cells of hydras are able to infinitely self-renew. So theoretically, they could live forever. Mm -hmm. And this is because that their cells are stem cells, or a lot of their cells are stem cells, which means that they're able to continuously divide and differentiate into whichever cell type the body needs. Wow. Okay. And so... Really? Is there any knowledge of like how old the oldest hydra is or how can you tell how old one is? That's a very good question. I don't know that they have found like a super old hydra, probably just because they get eaten so much because they're so tiny. But they kept them in a lab and they found no signs of aging or deterioration over a good chunk of time. That's incredible. Yeah. And uh, one... Biology researcher Daniel Martinez said, quote, I do believe that an individual hydra can live forever under the right circumstances. Okay. So let's make those circumstances happen, Jamie. Right. We just need to make an ideal. Okay. So it's like as long as Santa is protected. Right. Right. And he doesn't get in any fights or maybe bad winters. I don't know if they're affected I by weather. We need to make a Santa that is the an apex predator Santa. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. Ha- and moves kind of the same. Exactly. So that and a Santa that can survive in different environments so that mm-hmm. its cells can endlessly reproduce because it is has that hydra DNA right. and it <laughs> it is all stem cells. So you chop off a leg, it regrows it. Uh, like SpongeBob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Sp- oh, dang mm-hmm. it. Should have just called this episode SpongeBob is Santa. <laughs> 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 this, I think, this animal has points in favor both of the the apex predator and also being able to fly around the globe. Okay. So I want to talk about, and I have actually talked about this animal on the show before on Go Home Nature, You're Drunk, but... This is the Quetzalcoatlus. It is an extinct pterosaur, and pterosaurs were winged reptiles of the Mesozoic era. So that includes like pterodactyls, uh, okay. and they're not actually dinosaurs. It's just a different different group of animals. But they, oh. you know, dinosaur times though. Okay, In I mean, dinosaur they were, times. They were peers. Yes, they were they, peers with the dinosaurs. Colleagues. One might right. say. I mean, we don't know if they were Chums. friends. Well, maybe not. Yeah. They could be friends, but we know at least that yes. they were around. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So the Quetzalcoatlus Northropi was as tall as a giraffe, probably walked like a giraffe on the ground, too, uh, and had a 35-foot wingspan. So it's about the size of a Cessna 172 airplane. It's just like a flying giraffe? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let me show I you like a picture. it. That sounds like some, some deviant arch. <laughs> Right, right. That's um, that's my terrasona. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here we go. Here is this fella. Whoa, that is not what I. Uh, wow, gigantic beak too. Huge beak, mm-hmm. big, strong, meaty neck, mm-hmm. wings, claws, tall as a giraffe. Probably had some. Furry feathers. Okay. Like not fur, but primitive feathers that kept it warm. Okay. And yeah, just... uh, I like it. I know, right? It looks friendly. I feel like this is a good framework for our... Our Santa, Do right? Know, was it an herbivore, carnivore? No, it was definitely a carnivore. It was? Yeah, yeah. It was a mean giraffe. I mean... I wouldn't say mean, just... You're right. I'm a carnivore. Murderous. You don't have to... Like you... I feel like if... You know, like you wouldn't call a lion mean. It's just 
eats. I would call a lion mean. Would you? No. Yeah, there. See, no. we got there. We I'm go. back down immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so there was some controversy over whether these things could fly because it's really hard to imagine a mm. giraffe-sized creature being able to fly. Right. Usually it's just little birdies, and even the bigger birds can't really fly so good. And so in 2010, professor of biomechanics at Chatham University, Mike Habib, and British paleontologist Mark Wooden teamed up to create a computer model of the Quetzalcoatlus and found that it could fly, and it flew up to 80 miles per hour for up to 10 days at altitudes of 15,000 feet, according to their um, How? Their computer model. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it was... In terms of, like, preserving your energy for that long, too. Like, I feel like you'd need to have a few just reindeer in your big mouth to snack on. Right. Like, oh, oh, you would just, like, take some snacks for the ride. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Keep it in the side of your right. beak. In your big, big beak. Maybe they had, like, a gullar pouch, sort of like birds do. Sure, yeah. You know? To, like, for, the, the for later. Yeah, exactly. The for later Say pouch. for later. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that... Now, of course, 80 miles per hour, even though it could fly up to 10 days, and I think it, that would still not be one night mm-hmm. of, of trans- traversing the world. So no. we have to mix in a little bit of peregrine falcon. Okay. So peregrine falcons are birds of prey found almost all over the world. They're highly successful urban adapters. They do well in a lot of different environments. So mm-hmm. they're kind of good good to mix into the Santa salad that I'm making. Okay. So they're medium size. They're a little over a foot in length with a wingspan of 30 to 45 inches. The females are a little larger than males. I always like pointing that out for feminism, you know. <laughs> and they can fly. Wings are feminism. Exactly. Another feminist win. <laughs> they can fly up to 240 miles per hour. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah, and okay. there we go. Now we've got some speed mm-hmm. uh, during its hunting stoop, which is a dive towards its prey items. And usually it preys on other birds. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does small rodents and reptiles, but mo- mostly other birds because they like, I think they just enjoy enjoy the sport of it like oh you know you can fly i can fly but i can just for love of the game it. yeah exactly so because of their high speed dive they can kill larger birds like sandhill cranes which are pretty i would say they're about hmm, two and a half feet tall oh okay yeah they're they're um on the larger side compared to these little peregrine falcons but they just are so fast they're like they themselves are like a bullet Mm-hmm. And they can also catch tiny swift birds like hummingbirds. So they've got wow. a, a good range of prey that they are capable of snatching out That's of the no sky joke. and killing. Hummingbirds yeah. are, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think due to the peregrine falcon's speed, mm-hmm. its adaptability around the globe, and its precision, its DNA would be a very nice addition oh, for sure. to our Santa. Um, so for our Santa, I just want to make sure that I'm picturing the, the schematics. Yeah. Well, does this Santa fly or or the wind? Okay, yes. so he, no yes. sleigh required. Or is he? Right. I mean, I think that we're going to just combine it all into we're gonna our- We're going to streamline him. We're going to streamline our we're Santa. Gonna, we're going to get rid of all the- him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to get rid of all of the sort of bells and whistles that, yeah, we don't you know, need regular- Too much Santa, hardware. Too much. Really. So let's put it all in our big- Quetzalcoatl claws, mm-hmm. Santa, our, our Hydra Quetzalcoatl claws. Okay, so this Santa f- straight up flies. Yeah, on his own. Straight I up like flies. It. So he's got now. 
some science purists out there might say that, oh, peregrine falcon can fly that fast because it's smaller than a Quetzalcoatlus and it can build up speed by diving down. But I would argue, I think, now, I'm not physics. You're not. I, I, Katie Golden, am not physics. I think larger objects do fall faster, right? Uh, uh, Listen. Mm-hmm. I, Jamie Lantis, am, am not physics. Right. But uh, sounds good to me. Right. <laughs> and, of course, I'm sure drag has something to do with it. You don't sure. want too much drag. But if you have a streamlined Quetzalcoatlus, mm-hmm. an immortal Quetzalcoatlus with hydro-DNA, yeah. who has the precision diving skills of a peregrine falcon, I feel like it could get, I feel like you can get there. as fast as a plane, right? It would have, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I can't say as a physicist, but I can say yes for sure. This may require sort of a a dive bombing of houses. People would probably be destroyed. Right. I mean, but it's with these sorts of things. You can't know until you try. Right. Until we make the prototype, name it, get to know it. Right. If it doesn't work out, we'll just kill it. How do you like, do you like hydroquetzalcoatl claws? I like. I think it fall. It trips right off the tongue. It does. I think it's, it's nice. Sort of like a sweet honey off off the mouth. I think it'll be great for merchandising. I, yeah, people yeah. will want that fits, action figure. Fits good on a mug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're gonna teach a new generation how to uh, spell hydroquetzalcoatl claws. Yeah, yeah. 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 The the DNA of a hydra. Mm-hmm. The body of a quetzalcoatlus. Mm-hmm. And the claws of a man. This sounds like the introduction to. <laughs> The Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Add in some sugar and spice and, and chemical X. And chemical X. It turns out chemical X is a ground up peregrine falcon. No kidding. Right, yeah. They don't want to say that on a kid they show, don't. but that's what they it don't. is. That is what it is. Absolutely what it is. Read the fine print, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's all there. Hi there. I'm always looking for ways to make my life easier as a uterus owner. So that's why I like Lola. Lola is a female-founded feminine care brand offering high-quality period and sexual wellness products. Lola's tampons, pads, liners, and cleansing wipes are all made with 100% organic cotton. No toxins, dyes, or synthetic fibers. One of the cool things about Lola is that they believe in total ingredient transparency. The FDA doesn't actually require require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. But Lola thinks that all us uterus owners deserve to know exactly what we're putting in our bodies, so they list every ingredient on the box. You can get your period products delivered right to your door with a subscription, and these subscriptions are customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, absorbency levels, down to the exact number of lights and supers in a box of tampons. It's super easy to change your delivery frequencies, skip a month, or cancel your subscription at any time. Now, I don't think there should be any stigma against having a period, but I gotta admit, it's kind of frustrating to have to go to the store and pick out your tampons when all you want to do is curl up on the couch. I really enjoy how they deliver it right to your door, and there's no more of that panic of, ooh, did I get tampons? Nope, I didn't. Time to run to the store before that elevator scene from The Shining happens in my pants. So, if you own a uterus and you want to make your monthly cycle just a little 
easier, consider getting a trial set from Lola today. And through Creature Feature, you can get 30% off your $5 trial set today. Visit mylola.com and enter promo code CREATURE to redeem your offer. That's mylola.com and enter promo code CREATURE to get 30% off your $5 trial set today. So Santa has a frighteningly good memory. He knows which kids are naughty and nice and doles out his sentences accordingly. So to make our own Santa, we'll need to borrow from some animals with a great memory. When you think of the top animal when it comes to recollection, you might think of an elephant. Do elephants actually have great memory? Or is the phrase, an elephant never forgets, just a big honk and lie? In fact, this seems to be one saying that's actually based in biological fact. Observations have shown that they seem excited when being introduced to a familiar elephant even if they haven't seen each other in over two decades. Elephants also have long-term memory for successful traveling routes, their comrades, and traumatic experiences. They even learned that strangers are more likely to attack elderly matriarchs. That's right, these elephants are a matriarchy. Love it. As opposed to younger matriarchs, so they'll huddle more defensively when a stranger approaches when they know that they have an older matriarch. But having an older matriarch can come in handy. A study found that older elephants learn from past traumas. From 1958 to 1961, there was a terrible drought in Tanzania's Tarangira National Park that killed off African elephant calves at 10 times the normal rate. Elephant matriarchs that were at least five years or older at the time remembered. So in 1993, when conditions indicated another drought may happen, they led their herd to migrate and to find another area more suitable, whereas younger elephant matriarchs did not and suffered a greater loss of calves. So we could give our bio Santa some elephant DNA and call it a day, but I want to give him such a powerful mixture of strong-minded animals that he never forgets a single naughty act ever, holding a grudge for his eternal life. Oh, I like it. Okay, so this would be able to remember not just whether a child was naughty or nice this year, but it's previous record yes of you know maybe improvements were made maybe they've taken a sort of dip right right yeah okay. and i don't want to make it seem like hydrocodal clause is sorry hydroquetzacodal clause right. is a monster i don't think like if you pee your pants once i don't mm-hmm. think he'll eat you i think okay. if you pee your pants on purpose multiple times maybe right but then if you improve over the years Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll give you a pass. He'll start to. I think that you know improvement over time would be a big. Incur- I mean, yeah. he, he's not a monster. He just looks and sounds like one. He's sort of a Doctor Manhattan sort of <laughs> character where he's impartial and he's an impartial judge in a way. Yeah, but he's got more passion. I think he, he's a passionate. Well, I feel like he also knows some child psychologists too. Yeah. Um, that maybe that's, and and that could be a roundabout gift, is right. the gift of child therapy. <laughs> that's, uh, I think, is in order for any child that comes across the Santa that we're making. Mm-hmm. So let's <laughs> give him some more animal DNA so that he's got a memory. Now, okay. I, I do want to, um, I'm probably going to get some strongly worded letters from the Academy of Sciences saying you can't just smoosh a bunch of DNA together to create a new animal. Huh. To you, I would say, where's your holiday spirit? Where exactly. Is it? Did, did you lose it? 
when you did all your science i'm I'm sorry dr scrooge the science community is notoriously grinchy phd in grinchiness Mm -hmm. so we'll continue so let's give our santa some dolphin brains right so dolphins have pretty dang good memories Researchers found dolphins can remember the calls specific to their friends for up to 20 years. Okay. And dolphins are pretty neat because they have some little squeaks and whistles that are these specific calls that kind of, in a way, act as names for each other. It's like an okay. identifying call. It's like their calling card. Wow. Sort of like... Catchphrase. Like when I walk into a room, I'm like, is everyone having a golden time? And then, then it, we go, ha ha. It's golden she's hour. She's back, all right. And then we all cheer. We stand it's, up and cheer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Going for the golden. <laughs> We're like, hi, Haney. It's a golden. <laughs> I have so many friends. Uh, I mean, and, and we love it. Mm-hmm. We love it. We live for it. Yeah, so these bottlenose dolphins have the longest memory of an animal other than humans that's been verified by science. Now, that does wow. not mean that other animals do not have longer memories. We just don't, we haven't recorded it in a lab environment uh, in an experiment. Okay. So at the very least, there is an animal out there that can at least remember their buddies for 20 years. And I think that's, that's pretty impressive. good. I think that's, that's pretty really Im- cringle. I honestly didn't even know that dolphins lived that long. Yeah, 40 years. 40 About years? About 40 years, yeah. And I'm sure probably longer when the conditions are right. Yeah. Sure, wow. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that they lived about as long as like a dog would. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see them as being sort of the pup- puppies of the ocean. I guess maybe I just don't think of dolphins as ever. I've never looked at a dolphin and been like, that dolphin looks old. I see. You know, they they've do, got great skin. They do have very good skin. They, they don't skin. really get that, the, you know, those fine lines and mm-hmm. wrinkles. Yeah. They just are bathed in retinol every night. We should be taking notes. I know. We should be taking notes. Well... But I'm not satisfied with just elephants and dolphins. Let's look at some animals who can actually hold a grudge because I think that's important. Dolphins have the the friendly, kringle time spirit of remembering their friends, which is good. We do need that in our Santa. Right, But we also need our Santa to be able to hold a grudge to punish the naughty. Mm -hmm. Yes. So let's look at ravens and crows. Okay. Now, these are some of my favorite birds, as people may know listening to the podcast. They And you may also remember from previous episodes that crows are able to remember bad people and they will hold a grudge. I did not know that. Yeah. So. There was a study of crows at the University of Washington where researchers banded crows to study them. That's when they put those fun little plastic bracelets on their sure. legs. But they would wear these masks because they knew that they, they can remember faces and they will harass researchers when they're mad at them. Wow. And then they just, for the point of curiosity, they saw how long it would take for them to forget the masks. And the answer is they don't didn't really let it slide. They so. never forgot? I mean, oh. they... <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say they never forgot, but they didn't it, when the researchers tried it again. So they remembered the masks for years, and wow. and they would attack and scold the mask wearing researchers. And when a crow scolds you, it sounds like, <laughs> stop it. Wow. Yeah. So they're like vengeful little. Yeah. They're. I like that though. I mean, I would be mad if yeah. you were being repeatedly 
tagged and captured. forced a bracelet on me? Yeah. It makes, I mean, it's it's a rational outrage. I'm just. tacky and plastic. You know, it's, I'm the problem for being shocked that they can do that. Yeah. Of course they can. And in fact, and this is, I think, a new fact for listeners to the show, which is that they can pass on their grudge to their crow children. So in three years time, the grudge bearing crow population grew from 30% of crows being mad at the researchers to 60% of the crows being mad at the researchers. Wow. So they were teaching each other to hold this grudge, which I think is... I think that's amazing. I think it's really good. I think we can all learn a lesson from that. And they, right. and and no one was letting it go. It wasn't like no, no, it people wasn't. grew pass or, or, no. or they, they, the crows didn't grow passive over time. I don't think I haven't seen research that indicates that. I'm sure if you had long enough, maybe they would. But I struggle to hold a grudge because it I might get take bored. Thousands of years. Wow. See, I, I was like, I get bored that, of grudges. I, I pulled that out of my butt. But I, I was thinking of how long it would take me to get over a grudge and maybe thousands of years would do it for me. I can hold a grudge for like two two years, unless it's like the yeah. worst thing ever. Yeah. Two that's, years. And that's, then... very, that's very sweet of you. My thing is like I very rarely have a grudge. Like I, mm. I in fact, like very few behaviors will would ever qualify as a grudge behavior for me. Okay. It's like instant forgiveness for most things. But like if you ever do cross me, like in a meaningful way. In a meaningful way. That's, yeah. That's thousands of years. Thousands. Thousands. Thousand, millions. The movie The Grudge is about a grudge you held. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That was me. That was my. Mm-hmm. That was what, my. What, what is the monster in The Grudge? Is it like. A bo- little boy? Is it a little boy? With uh, pale skin and. I always confuse The Grudge and The Ring. I was thinking of that, The Ring. The Ring is the little girl with, with the, the pale skin. Yeah. <laughs> climbing out of the TV. Yes. I will climb out of a TV and, and you know, come for you. Oh, for sure. And give you a stern talking to. It would be a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be like, hey, hey, listen, I have a grudge against you because that time you, you know, that time you stole my sunflower seeds i, I don't Ooh, actually is that, that a grudgeable no, offense it's not i can't think. even think of one really i don't know if i have a grudge I, I just it's like i think i would imagine if i did ever have one it would last right. an awfully long time okay yeah yeah it's different person to person yeah maybe you'd have to intentionally stub my toe because i am Ooh. very angry at corners Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the corner community and you, it's been a standoff for yeah. years. It's, been, it's a real problem. Years. It's the, it's, uh, I get very mad and upset. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, if you're wondering whether ravens also hold grudges. Yes. They do. They do. So a new paper in Animal Behavior reveals that ravens can remember who's been naughty and who's been nice to them. So ravens who were raised by humans were presented with a deal and they would exchange a piece of bread, which is boring, I guess, mm. to the ravens for a piece sure. of cheese, which is really exciting and great. I feel the exact same way. I do think it's unfair, this experiment, because to me, bread and cheese together is even better than one or the other. But, you know, research isn't about there. research isn't about hospitality. <laughs> It's not about them enjoying the best right. possible meal. Exactly. Yeah. They created this system where you turn in your bread, you get a cheese. Mm. But some researchers, you know, assholes as they are, mm-hmm. instead of exchanging the bread for the cheese, they would take the bread and then they would eat the cheese themselves. 
Oh. Yeah, rude. That's okay. And and the ravens would not forget. Yeah, these cheese thieves. The ravens learned to avoid the unfair researchers <laughs> and they would remember their faces and they're like, no, no, no. No, you're, you stole my cheese. Yeah. I remember. Okay. You can't make me forget. Okay. So, I mean, I would remember someone stole my cheese. Maybe that's grudge worthy for me. Well, that's good. That is grudge worthy. If someone's right in front of your face. Right. right. Especially if I pay for it with some bread. Uh. I, I hand you a loaf of bread, or uh-huh. sorry, not a whole loaf, unless it's really good cheese. <laughs> like a slice of bread out of my bread wallet. Right. And I expect a cheese in return, and you eat it in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to let that slide. No. no. Unbelievable. I yeah, I, I uh I'm impressed. And yeah. I I like that the animals that can hold grudges look like the animals who can hold grudges. Yes, yes. The the, the crow and raven look is very They have such austere. a sinister reputation. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's an austere look. Austere, yeah. 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 Like they're I mean I don't think it's out of the question that I mean, well we know that you can get them on your side. Yes. It's just treat them treat them well. They it's, give them the they're cheese. Not, they aren't unfair Mm -hmm. they are very fair Mm -hmm. it is we who must watch ourselves so i think (laughs) that's actually i think that's a really good addition to the to the should we call call them a hydroketsa crotal crotal oh that's great yeah Yeah. okay that no needed drips off the tongue like ambrosia it really does it's delicious it's tasty that's a tasty word everyone just like "Mm." Hydra gets a crotal claws. Crotal mm. claws. Mm-hmm. Crotal. Yeah. Crotal is a good word, too. Cro- yeah, just on its own. It just on its crotal. own. Crotal. Yeah. It's a crotal morning <laughs> at Loftus Manor. <laughs> Humans have really good memories, even if it feels like you forget where your keys are. The fact you can remember things for many decades make you one of the best rememberers in the animal kingdom. But some humans are particularly extraordinary when it comes to memory. Most of us don't remember every minute of our lives, but people with highly superior autobiographical memory, or HSAM, can remember almost every moment of their lives in sometimes excruciating detail. They're able to recall accurately almost every day. Can you remember what you did on, say, June 2nd, 2018? I mean, I know what I was doing, probably looking at gross pictures of endoparasites as I do every day, but generally speaking, it's very difficult to remember a specific given day, unless it has some sort of significance. But when tested in laboratory conditions, people who claim to have highly superior autobiographical memory really can recall specific details of randomly chosen days, which are double-checked by researchers using external records. One person with HSAM described her memory as a library of VHS tapes that she could browse through. One theory is that people with HSAM have more brain activity associated with fantasizing, meaning they'll replay events of each day over and over until it's committed to memory. People with HSAM often describe it both as a blessing and a curse, just like most memory is. Recalling good memories in our life is a treasure, but having to remember upsetting memories over and over again, like that embarrassing time in fourth grade when a bug went up your nose and you sneezed it all over your desk and everyone saw you do it, (laughs) that'd be terrible if hypothetically (laughs) someone couldn't forget that. Yeah. When we return, we'll give our biological mutant Santa his characteristic big belly and laugh. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. How did Santa come to be the white-bearded, red-coated, big-bellied man we know and fear? Older images of Santa depict him without his jolly trademarked belly. The original Santa, historically speaking, was Saint Nicholas or Sinterklaas, an ancient Christian bishop who lived in what is now Turkey from 270 to 343, who, legends have it, was kind to children and would give them presents. He had that long white beard and a winter coat, but he wasn't ever depicted as being red-cheeked and round. This depiction came about in 1890, when American illustrator Thomas Nast published a book of drawings called Thomas Nast's Christmas Drawings for the Human Race. Santa was drawn with a white beard, a red coat and hat, and a big old belly. That image cemented itself into modern Western culture, and the ever-evolving beauty standards for Santa's for now is based on this particular image. Mm-hmm. It's a very rigid aesthetic. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I think that in many ways, Santa has participated in the female experience by having yes. such an absolutely rigid look i know i mean you go on santagram and you see like every santa looks the same same thing they don't yeah they have the beard they don't have any pores and they have the perfect roundness and i think it's unfair to like it's not even and it's not the santa's fault it's it's the system that insists that they all look this way right and if any santa strays from the norm it's so brave and it's like (laughs) no that santa's just doing 
them. I exactly. just, it's very frustrating. It's hard I, to know. It's frustrating to be a Santa of like the non sort of conforming Santa and it having yeah. to be a statement rather than exactly. you just being you. Like it's just, it's, it's, they, Santa's doing the same job. Right. With equal efficiency. If, like you Sometimes get a more. gift, if you give, get a gift from a Santa who doesn't have a white beard, are you going to be like, oh, I don't like this gift because because that's ageism. shaven. Yeah, that's ageism. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. not okay. A young Santa. Give me a young, <sighs> differently shaped Santa. We had a young Pope, but we need a young Santa. <laughs> young Santa fucks. Young Santa fucks. <laughs> that's going to be quacked out young for sure. Santa. Hallmark, <laughs> are you listening? Um, so <laughs> let's give let's give our uh, Hydrakitsa crotal. Crotal. What? My, my ability to say it is yeah. rapidly declining. Hydroquetzal crotal claws. claws. Yes. Okay. Let me, I can write it for us down here. Hydroquetzal claws. Love yeah. It. I'm going to make it big font so we can read it really good. There we go. I love reading good. Hydroquetzal crotal Ooh. claws. There we go. Whoa, that's a lot of consonants. All right. The more consonants, the merrier is mm-hmm. what I say. That's, so, there's that Christmas spirit. What do you, what animal do you think has the highest body fat percentage in the world? Oh, I feel like I'm going to give a basic boring answer. I guess like hippos or although they're very strong, well, so maybe so that's not true. Hippos is a good guess because they seem they look like it. They're and bulky. I'm not, I'm not about to be here and say, "Hey, gotcha." They look bulky, but guess what? They're they, all muscle. It's a lot of muscle, but yeah. it's actually a lot of skin. Oh, thick, thick, thick old skin. Wow. So, so uh, yeah, hippos, they don't have a lot of high body fat percentage. Mm-hmm. Most of their thick bod comes from muscle and that thick armor-like skin. So 18% of their body weight is that thick, thick old skin. They're 18% skin? 18% skin. That is wild. And their skin also produces its own sunscreen. It's like this pinkish fluid that, that uh, yeah. They make their, the they just like self-produce their own little goop? Yeah, they're, they're hippo goo. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's that's good for them. Yeah, exactly. It's a thrill for them. I was quick to judge and I regret it. We could give we could give our, our hydroquetzacrotal claws some hippo skin to instead of the the red coat could be hippo. Oh, hippo some hippo. Some it's hippo not going to be red. It's going to be sort of pink, I guess, with the sunscreen. But I, as we said, we have to challenge this. I we mean, do. and Santas of the past have not had wings. Also, hello, a lot of sun exposure flying around the world. Yes, exactly. So if you and and it would be again, I mean, not to come down too hard in the industry, but if you saw. The uh, the profit releases from the, uh, last quarter of Santa's workshop, they could afford to cut some corners and, yes. uh, you know, saving on sleighs. We've already resolved that. Yeah. And saving on sunscreen. Like there, there's a lot right. being done here with this right. design. I do think it's going to be a big cost to feed and house the Santa, though. Oh well, would would he have to be eating like a lot to yeah, keep this he machine? Would. But that's kind of his. I feel like that's kind of in the budget, right? Yeah, you're right. We already had a pretty massive cookie budget, and that right. is just one unslashable we'll just have thing. To, we'll have to replace the cookies with sort of some meat. feeder mice. Yeah, uh, with the raw, <laughs> with the meat. Okay, okay. So we'll swap out the cookies yeah. with meat. 
Yeah. Easy. Done. So maybe we shouldn't give them such a big belly, but, you know, we've got to be true. we got to be true to the Santa Grams. I know. It's upset, but it's like if Santa's not thriving on social media, then, like, what yeah, are we, we supposed need, to do? We need that social media content. Exactly. Or to... or he'll become irrelevant. Exactly. You're going to tell me to have Santa delete his TikTok account? No, no way. No, you can't. No. Yeah, Hydra Ketsuko Crotal Claws on yeah. TikTok has got to be big. It's got to be big. And fortunately, it's going to take a while to type that in. So it's got to be big. <laughs> we have to make it worth the right. journey. So actually, actually, Jamie, um, I'm going to ambush you with facts. Okay. So the blue whale has the highest body fat percentage of 35%. Of their body weight, mm -hmm. which is a lot because they are very large. And this helps them float and to maintain body heat in cold water. So it's, it's you know, also known as blubber. It's very, Blub okay, yeah, very useful. Yes. Uh, and elephant seal puppies can reach a body fat percentage of 50% in the air. Oh. It's so cute. If you've seen oh. them, that they look like little blorbles. Oh. I don't know how else to describe them, but little but warbles. I but, but that is the word to describe yeah, them. Wait, can I see? Yes. See? Wow. A blorble. Yes. A little sausage patty. Just, just very, like the best pillow, you yeah. know? Oh, look at that Kate Bosworth seal with the blue eye and the brown eye. Ooh. 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 You love to see it. It's a good That's look. A sexy Kate Bosworth seal. <laughs> It is a good look. It, I think the the sort of chonkitude is very good. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to have the chonkitude. If it's not high, what's the right. point? Now, the reason the seal puppies have such a high body fat percentage is they're drinking this really rich milk mm -hmm. from their mothers. That really gets them up. And that's very important for their survival to insulate them and to give them fuel. Well, guess who loves grow. milk, Katie? Santa <gasps> Claus. Oh, my God. It all comes together. We did replace the cookies with meat, but the milk stays. He dunks his little feeder mice in the milk. <laughs> exactly. Beautiful holiday card imagery we're talking about. Another another animal that looks like they're, they have a high body fat percentage, but it's actually mostly muscle, mm -hmm. is walruses. They're only 18% fat, and they oh. are 44% muscle. Muscle, 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 muscle. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to do. Walruses. You know the the Schwarzenegger. Yeah, muscle, muscle. There. <laughs> we got these thick sea creatures out there. I like it. I mean, it kind of makes sense because they have to float and they have to be able to fend off the coldness of the water. Sure. And defensive. It's probably also defensive too. I mean, I mean, I know walruses have to survive walrus male rival males can do doing, doing oh, that. I think I blocked that out. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> that they're they're there's some violent. I like when goofy looking animals have a violent culture. Yes, you're yes. just like, oh, okay, you know what? Defy defy yeah. my expectations. Like like chipmunks, they uh, are they, they bad? They'll kick each other when they're doing their winter storage. They'll steal from each other and sometimes like fight and and karate kick each other because okay. they. Can I tell you something? Sure. I hate chipmunks. Really? I well, it's because of a childhood trauma. Oh no. I got attacked. Can you share? I yes. Okay. Um, so we used to go on vacation in this like we'd go to New Hampshire, um, uh, like for one week out of the summer, and we'd be kind of near the lake, but you would have to like walk down from the house to the lake. And on one occasion, I think I was three or four years old, I was like running down to the lake. And I, there was a chipmunk that crossed my path 
And he stopped and he looked oh. at me. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a chipmunk. And then it looked like he was just going to run away. But instead, he or she panicked and went at me and bit me. And, gave, <gasps> and I got a little chipmunk bite. And, oh no. And it was so cute. But, but it you didn't really get hurt. chipmunk powers? I didn't, it wasn't even radioactive. So what was, it was just That's malicious. pointless, yeah. I would have loved to become a radioactive yeah. chipmunk, but I've always, I always, like even now you have that little react, you're just like, oh, yeah. who do they think they are? Yeah, if you want to get mobbed by aggressive chipmunks, you can go to Angel's Landing in Zion National Park. I was there, I got swarmed by chipmunks. Mm-hmm. because I was too much of a weenie to go on the final. The, the Angel's Landing hike is actually quite scary because you have to, it's very sheer. It's not super dangerous now. I mean, people okay. have died doing it. It's pretty well, rare. Well, that's that, not dangerous. Right. I mean, people have died on stairs. People but... have died in <laughs> in lifts. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> Claire, sorry, we were just talking about that on Daily Zeitgeist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. So like being, you know, hundreds of feet off the ground and like, fall, you know, in a very narrow pathway sure. on a big mountain at a big peak. Yeah, that's not that's not so bad. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't do it because I was being very slow. And it's also very crowded. There's a big line of people. And I was I was being slow and I got like like a little bit of the the the, the fear. Mm-hmm. And so I, I turned around and then the chipmunks just kind of swarmed me and made fun of me for my cowardice, which was great. They're like that. Yeah. They're petty little. They take advantage of weakness. My psyche chipwrecked. Tell you that much. <laughs> Did you see that one? Chipwrecked? Yeah, it was one of the, <laughs> the, the, the one of the squeakles or pre-squeakles. One of, one of the squeakles. It okay. was, I believe, the third. It squeakle. wasn't a pre-squeakle. It was a squeakle. It was a squeakle. It's hard because it's you know the Alvin and the Chipmunks extended universe is very dense, right? And uh, but I believe it was the second squeakle, okay. third movie in the whole trilogy. Yeah, I mean, speaking of. Singing chipmunks. Sure. This is a segue into howler monkeys. <laughs> All right. So we got to give our hydroquetzalcoatl claws a really good big old laugh, right? We got it. That's like the Santa thing. If it doesn't boom, I'm There's out. no room. There's no room. For the Santa. For, for more. Santa. There's no more room. Yeah, no more room. There's no more room. Get out. Get out. Good, good saying. I think that that's good. So the that's howler right. monkey... <laughs> The howler monkey is one of the largest New World monkeys. It lives in South and Central American rainforests. To give you a sense of their size, they're about a couple feet long, not including their tails. And their tails can actually be five times longer than their bodies. Oh, so wow. really big old tails. All right. And fashion. Exactly. And these are okay. functional fashion because uh-huh. they are prehensile and they can use them to pick berries. Well, not well, maybe berries, but pick fruits and nuts from trees. Okay. And depending on their species, they can range in color from black to red to goldish brown. I think red is sort of the more the most usual color. And as their name suggests, they're capable of very loud calls to communicate with each other over long distances. Okay. So I think, yeah, so females and males both call, but males have the really loud call. I mean, am I right? They're males just yap, yap, yap. And I mean, yeah, it is a good stereotype that men don't shut the, f- the quack, quack up. up. Yeah, exactly. I'm self-censured and I'm <laughs> proud of myself. Very good. Yes. <laughs> so males have a specialized hyoid bone. <laughs> a hyoid bone. <laughs> 
It's hard for me to say one this. More time, one more time. Hyoid bone. Love it. A bone that we also have. So if you feel up your neck, there's a little. Oh, do this guy. This guy. Yeah, it makes you sound like, like a fan. Yeah, like in you're a room. in front of a fan. Yeah, and it's your right. voice, Luke. That's I am me. your father. <laughs> um, Another classic trilogy. Not as good <laughs> as the Squeakquels, but. Right. Thanks for derailing me with Star Wars. I'm so sorry. I don't <gasps> know a damn thing about Jamie either. I don't know anything. <laughs> Today I was thinking it would be funny if Luke had a brother named Mike, and then we just learned about him in the last twenty minutes that of the would new be movie. Funny. Built up a whole trilogy, I, and they're like, I'd like Mike that. Skywalker. I'd like that here. Mike Skywalker. It actually rings better than Luke Skywalker. Mike yeah, Skywalker. and he sounds more man of the people yeah. than Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Mike is a there's no pride blue potato farmer in space, <laughs> Iowa. It's yeah. If you watch the uh, director's director's cut right. of the first movie, or right. the what is the the first is the fourth or whatever the the oldest the, one. Yes, you can see Luke Skywalker says, "Uncle, hmm, Aunt, hmm, Mikey, Mikey on his space bikey." It's implied that right. Mike dies and then we learn 40 years later that he actually did he not was, die he was actually protected by the the photon blasts by his blue space potatoes by exactly yes right. it were it served as a shield right and that's a metaphor for something weren't we talking about howler monkeys <laughs> at some point we were <laughs> all right so let's talk about this hyoid bone again i can't it's funny it's a funny word to me so the male howler monkeys, that hyoid, hyoid bone, yes. um, is, it's actually filled with air, and it acts as a resonance chamber to make their voices louder. And they also okay. have, like, really big throats, and they just basically are an instrument, an animal instrument. Mm-hmm. And they may be the loudest land animal. Their howls can be heard from at least three miles away, and the purpose of these howls is mostly territorial as a warning to say hey we're over here you guys like pick another place because we don't want to fight like they don't necessarily want to fight so they're just like hey 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 like yeah exactly got it yeah it's like when you sort of passive aggressively put the umbrella up when you go to the beach you're like yeah this is my family's area you can try you could try but it's not gonna go well it's not going to go well got it so they can sometimes howl in a whole chorus, and mm-hmm. I want to give you a good sense of since this is going to be our our Santa's new new pipes. Yeah. Oh, ah, that's a monkey. Yeah, these are howler Absolutely monkeys. Absolutely not. You want Santa Claus? Sorry, Hydrocephalus Claus. To sound like that, it's got to travel. He's got to project. And We've these made a howler monster. monkeys We've are. Made a monster. No, howler monkeys are the best at projection, project, mm-hmm. projecting their, their beautiful voices mm-hmm. over. Like, how else are you going to. Santa's going to be high in the sky. You got to hear his trademark ho, ho, ho. And I, I don't know. You're going to have to be a little less picky. It's going to sound a little it's bit like. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's a monster. No. That's a monster. Friendly. Christmas is full of Kringle spirit now. No, it's It's full of Kringle spirit. Okay, you're right. I need to. I need to relax. Yeah, I need to relax. You're being a little bit Grinch. I something in my body was like activate. I had like a fight or flight response. You got some sand in your plum pudding. I do. And you got to scoop it out. Got to scoop it out. 
This is a good metaphor. I think it's working. So, you know, that that is, I think we'll have to give Santa the hyoid bone of a howler monkey. But, yeah. okay, maybe you're right. Maybe that's not jovial enough. So let's look at some more jovial animals. I'd like some options. Okay. Yeah. Well, I looked into which animals laugh, which I think is important. Sure. So we know that, as we've talked about on the show before, rats will giggle and they do an ultrasonic chirping in response to being tickled. Now we're talking. Which is very cute. This is good. But we can't use that because it's got to be able to be something we can hear. And we can't hear the ultrasonic titters of rats being tickled, as cute as that is. Uh-huh. Apes actually laugh. So bonobos, gorillas, chimpanzees, and orangutans. They, they laugh. Do they laugh cute or do they? Well, let's start Stranger off with the bad news. Let's start, off, let's start off with the bad news. So here's a gorilla getting tickled on his foot. This is by Cell Press. I'll include a link to it in the, in the notes. That's kind of that's a, a... That's a laugh. That's a kind of low that's chuckle. A, that's that's a kind of like, that's fun. I like that. Yeah, it sounds like they're they're you know not yeah. not making a show of it. Right. That's my favorite kind of laughers at my shows. Was when, oh yeah, the ones that kind of go to like. Yeah, I don't like when people make a. I when you when you look out into that crowd and you hear that low rumbling. Right. Of and you say, "Hey, you sound like a gorilla getting tickled on the foot." And then and and then they they just keep laughing. Yeah, they just keep laughing. Yeah, uh, that's why I do what I do. Let's do. Here's a here's a. I think this one is legitimately cute. This is a chimp laughing caught on camera by the the BBC. Mm-hmm. So here, let me get a good. <laughs> this is adorable. This is adorable. Yeah, yeah. I love. I want this one. I vote this one. All right. Yeah, that's cute. He's like he. He sounds like he just got away with something. Yes, yes, and, yeah. So sort of a snickering, snickering Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, like that. I do like that little I think snicker. Wish it. Yeah, a little cheeky snicker. I think a little a little snicker would fit the physical profile of this Santa too. Yeah, more so than but your it'd classic. Be sort of a booming. Can you have a loud snicker? Yes. I mean, if we if we added the howler surround sound system on it, you could right. really make that thing boom. Yeah, and you would have to switch up the merch a little. No more ho ho ho. Sort of like a big he 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 he. And it's like when yeah, like I don't know. Is the he 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 is that what you text someone when you're flirting? I always get confused of like which. Well, I hope not because I've texted really... it to my mom. <laughs> I know I have too, but I'm pretty sure that that's the flirtatious. I think canonically that's the yeah. flirtatious right. one. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Heh. Heh. That one heh is heh. very matter of fact. I think it's a little bit creepy to see heh 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 written out, even right. though I do it all the time. Could we add in an extra E to make it a little better? Like he he he. But he he he. He I think Santa could benefit from a he he he. What about a H I H? H I H. Hey, oh, oh, I would, I I don't know how I thought that would be pronounced. Hi, hi, hi. Right, hi, hi, hi. Let's just notice that. What if you said hi, hi, hi? Mm. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> it's kind of, it's almost like a Fat Albert kind of thing. Right, right, right. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi. It's Christmas. And it's that's Christmas. why I'm here. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. I like that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Just uh, two, two quick honorable mentions. Dolphins whistle while play fighting and... Mm. 
dogs laugh by panting in a specific way. And when other dogs hear this panting laugh, they become playful as well. And I know my dog oh. does this. You, people probably know what, what this is. It's sort of like where they go like, yeah. you know, it's not it's not panting like, no, that's sort of like I, I just ran around. And I'm tired. Yeah. No, but the, excited. The, the, and it's sort of like it's it's playful. It's like it's like. Yeah, my you dog, know? my dog does that. Yeah, um, but at inappropriate oh. times, you know, and well, inappropriate. Haha. He's well, he's red pilled, so he Uh-oh. he do, he does that when very tragic things happen. Oh, usually, come on, He'll be laughing Get it, it together. up. Get laughing it together. Laughing it up. It's that's not. He's gonna be on the naughty list. It's oh, he's screwed. Yeah. he's absolutely screwed. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've made a pretty good, good new Santa. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we think made, so. Yeah, it, and I do you like you like the the hydroketsacrotal clause, I think is Hydra, yes. Hydra And then right. how are we how are we adding in are we adding anything? I, I think if we try I mean it's clearly the DNA of all these animals, but if we add in mm-hmm. more syllables to the name, it's going to break <laughs> under its own weight, so we can't. Okay. We can't. The, the, That's okay. The the Z is sort of a load-bearing letter, yes. and we can't futz with the physics anymore, or else mm-hmm. that word is just going to crumble like a graham cracker and too much milk. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And, and a beautiful metaphor to yes. boot. Yes. <laughs> so I have prepared a song. Oh, okay. This is sung to the tune of jolly old Saint Nicholas, whom we are eschewing into uh, for our better Santa, our biologically accurate Santa. Mm-hmm. So I have prepared lyrics. Jamie, you've never seen these, so this is no. going to be... I'm going to really have to we're gonna fly try, by the seat I'm going to put an instrumental track under this, and we're going to give it a shot. And this is the revised Creature Kringle Time song with mm-hmm. our new, how, what would you describe Hydroketsacrotal Clause as our holiday our, our father? Holiday, uh, well, you said we couldn't use the word monster. No, we can't. Be, okay, then I'm really going to be struggling. I, our holiday uh, mascot. 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 Yeah. yeah. All-knowing, all right. occasionally vengeful mascot. mascot. Yes, yes. Mascot. So here, here it is to yeah. the tune of a worse song. <laughs> Jolly old hydrocats of claws with your giant neck and wings and your hydra DNA. Here's what I have to say. Creature Kringle's times is soon when you will make your flight so massive you'll blot out the moon what an awful sight fast as a peregrine falcon as fast as race cars go able to hold a grudge as long as an elephant or a crow Oh, Hydra gets a crotal claws tearing through the snow. A blue whale blubber belly and skin of a hippo. Immortal old Hydra gets a crotal claws, an apex predator. Sparing nice girls and boys 
tower at his world, but he's not a monster. Before all you naughty kids, don't expect some coal. For Hydra, Quetzal, Crotal, Claws will gobble you up whole. Dude, dude. Ooh. That was, yeah, that was nice. Well, that was a new classic. I think it's going to be top of the charts, and if it's not, it's going to be consequences. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm feeling it. Of course, it. part of course. two. Part two is nigh, but... Uh, do you wanna do you wanna plug anything? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help. Um, and I I'm releasing a new podcast soon called My Year in Mensa. So you can listen to that soon. Oh, I'm excited for yeah. that. That's oh, I good. am just waiting for that iTunes approval, baby. <laughs> you can find us online, creaturefeaturepod.com. Dot com. Creaturefeaturepod on Instagram, creaturefeetpod on Twitter. That's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. That's something very different. And I have been Katie Golden. And I am also Pro Birds Rights Little Human Friend. So please go follow that as well. Thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super festive song, Exolumina. Creature Feature is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. Praise Hydra Cantacrona. Praise him. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.